Hello and welcome to the 10 Out of 10 podcast, an AJ on the Line series where we discover what it takes to be a champion. My name is Adam Williams and I want to welcome you to a series where together we can discover and discuss the traits that you need to win in sport. Last week's conversation with Harrison was insightful as we discuss what it means to have a growth mindset. This week, we talk about the people that are able to influence this way of thinking within their team. Jimmy joins us and we're going to talk about the importance of leadership in the quest to become a sporting champion. Jimmy is a great friend of mine and thoroughly enjoys talking in detail on a whole host of topics. I know him because he too studies politics at Aston, both early risers, we'd usually find ourselves in great discussions before lectures began. Despite the weird nature of this year, habits die hard, so early in the morning it was that Jimmy and I spoke back in the summer. We kick off with the importance of leadership and the brilliance of Mercedes team principal Toto Wolf in this area. Jimmy, thank you for coming. You're very welcome. I'm here. <laughs> you are here indeed. We're still in lockdown, but we're still able to record podcasts. And I'm glad that you've come for this one. We're going to be talking today about leadership in sport and what it means to be the best in the world and how that is vital to a team and also to, to an individual. Because even in individual sports, there's going to be a team around them. So why is it that leadership is so important in sport? Yeah, it's crucial. Uh, because without a leader, you're a bunch of players uh, running around not knowing what you're doing. So um, people like Toto and Eddie Jones are a really important part of the team. Although they don't play, they um, they really need to gel the team together. So, um, yeah, I think that's why they're important. You're right. You, you've alluded to two of the people that we're going to be speaking about during the podcast, Toto Wolf and Eddie Jones, two incredible leaders in their field and successful as a result. Um, I just wondered what you thought of Toto Wolf. I've, I've, I've obviously written my blog post about how Toto has created a culture that is open and allows people to do the best work of their lives in a, in a comfortable environment and embrace who they are. Uh, what what does Toto Wolf mean to you? Because I know that you admire him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Toto um, Toto actually comes from a financing background, doesn't he? He doesn't come from the traditional F one background, so that might help him in certain respects because he brings a, a fresh pair of eyes to the situation. I mean, people like Ron Dennis—they're very good man managers, but the issue that you've got is that they don't necessarily have the the foresight to to change things. Whereas somebody coming in fresh can see what needs changing and can bring a different perspective, which is always really useful. I see what you mean about being fresh. Um, he's certainly young compared to Dennis. Ron Dennis, he, he was McLaren through and through. And, and, and like you say, he, he could al almost go snow blind um, with having his way or the highway sort of thing. Whereas Toto, I, I've written about how his finance background ultimately let him use a, a laissez-faire approach to Mercedes and, and kind of let, let the team run free almost um, and, and, and sort itself out. I, I know that you've got experience in economics yourself. Would you agree with that way of thinking? Yeah, I think, you know, you need to, 
if you put restrictions on um, things, you know, it doesn't necessarily work. I mean, when Hamilton was back at McLaren, one of the big reasons why he moved to Mercedes was because he'd be more free to pursue his the things that he was passionate about. Whereas at McLaren, it's quite corporate and they could only sort of go and do things within the um, the sponsors' parameters and things like that. Whereas at Mercedes, it's a lot more opportunities, I think, so, to um, to do what you want. So, so that's useful for Hamilton as well because he likes to strive and succeed and to um, to try new things. And it's not all about Formula 1 for Hamilton, is it? So, um, so yeah. With the Tommy partnership as well, that sort of thing, he loves fashion. People like Lewis Hamilton, too succeed they they need to be in a comfortable environment and yes he grew up in mclaren and and they ultimately gave him his big break in formula one but since he has come to mercedes he has been allowed to embrace himself and yes toto wolf does come from a finance background but he he also used to be a racing driver so he does have that empathy as well which is really important in a leader I think it was on the Netflix series, Toto Wolf said, I know very little about how to make an aerodynamic surface. However, I know as much as I can about the man or the woman that makes that aerodynamic surface. And, and that kind of shows you the culture that he created, that he wanted to know his people and get the best out of his people because he, he, ha- he had the best uh, individuals in terms of, their expertise and their education so he didn't need to tell them how to make a car they already knew it was about putting the things in place for them to succeed more on total wolf later and don't forget to read my blog post about him on ajontheline.com next we touch upon england rugby union head coach eddie jones and how his unique and straightforward approach to leading the team has brought out the best in england Eddie is what you would call Aussie grit, and we wouldn't change him for the world. We talk about how Toto Wolf as a leader has created an environment for his team to, to be themselves, and, and that, that, that is also something that the man that you bring forward, Eddie Jones, has done for England through his stability. Do you want to talk a little bit about why you've chosen Eddie Jones for these reasons, as well as I'm sure others, as your best leader in sport yeah so so eddie jones is um is an australian um he he was coach of uh, australia and they made it to the world cup final and not i think they won in 2007 with uh, eddie jones and then he went to japan and i don't know if you remember but in 2015 um they beat south africa who were i think the second ranked team in the world and um uh, japan were nowhere near um that so so it's a really big um big sort of scalp for them to do that um and also the way he goes about coaching and leadership is just incredible he's very sort of a blase character in many ways but he's also very focused and he 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 borrows different training techniques from from different uh, people uh, so he's pep guardiola for instance and also he spent some time shadowing the red bull f1 team to sort of get an insight into how they train and how they prepare because in uh, international sport and top level sport it's all about the tiny things that make the difference um so he, he's very very good that's that's fascinating because i, I know i know that toto wolf he he draws a lot of inspiration from the all blacks rugby team um especially with mindfulness 
um, within the team, things like that, just so that the, the team are mentally as well as physically ready to take on uh, the best in, in their, their, their field. And I think that it is really essential to have that wider understanding of what other sports are doing to be at the top of that game, their game, because you can learn a whole lot. Like I, I remember a story from a few years ago where Lewis Hamilton told Chris Hoy to take off his wedding ring because that, that would cause a little bit of a, a loss in time aerodynamically, be it a tenth or so, it still helps him move forward. Yeah, Eddie Jones, he brings also a u- unique persona to the, the media room, I think. Um, when he's, I, I don't know if you've ever seen him, but when he's doing a press conference, it's always quite interesting to see how he reacts. He's quite happy to call out the media if he if he disagrees with them, and he's quite happy to have a pop with them. But also, he's quite happy to sort of psych the other team out. I mean, I think it was... Um, in New Zealand, the New Zealand game, and um, one of the journalists asked, um, "Do you think you're prepared? And do you think you're going to win?" And he said, "Of course, we're going to win. We've prepared so well. We're ready to go. We've done everything we need to do. We just want to get out on the rugby pitch." And that really sets the tone for the game coming up, and it shows them that they're ready and they're not going to hold anything back, which I think is really important, not just for the coach but also for the players to get them fired up. From what I was reading about Eddie Jones. That, that was the word that kept coming back. He gave the team an air of confidence that they didn't have before. He came in just after the World Cup, which was in the UK, wasn't it, um, in 2015. Yeah, England got knocked out in their own tournament. Um, and then just months later, uh, they, they got the Grand Slam in the Six Nations under and, and, uh, Eddie Jones. And that kind of set the, the, the scene, if you like, uh, for for what was to come and yeah they, they've they've not looked back since then I, I looked again at the the win ratio of Eddie Jones with England and I think it's higher than Mercedes um, 78% or something like that yeah and that's not to say it's all been plain sailing under Eddie Jones um, I don't know but they don't know if you know this but they won the Six Nations Grand Slam then the next year did, didn't do very well at all so what what he's does is he's not afraid to experiment and try new things I think he's used these four years of being England coach to prepare for the World Cup and it's a real shame they didn't beat South Africa but you know sometimes things just don't um, don't go your way and they don't, didn't get the rub of the green particularly with Carl Sinclair going off um, early in the, the first half of the Rugby World Cup final but what he does do is he's always changing things up always thinking about different ways of doing things and I think that really really helps him um, and the team Um, in going forward. You've got to be consistently looking for your team's edge as a leader. Jones does just this. We then went further into some of the techniques that he uses in order to bring about the best team performance. Toto has been through a moment where Lewis Hamilton and Nico Rosberg caused the team to almost implode and, and, and divide and the fact that he managed to negotiate through that, having not been a, a, a team leader in Formula One before, he was learning as he went along almost. Um, was there a moment for Eddie Jones where the players were, were, were divided in some way and, and how he united the team again? I don't think so, actually. I think he's he's a very uniting figure. The way he does things is very sort of Australian, you know, very matter-of-fact, very straight and that really helps the players I think um, because they know where they stand they know what they have to do and if they want to get onto the team they have to be really really good Um, another thing that Eddie Jones does which is really interesting is he 
gets players to train out of their position. So in a scenario where there's a red card or a yellow card, somebody can fill in for somebody else and be almost this, a second person instead of being a replacement which is really, really useful because if you've got a player which can play two, maybe three positions, it, it leads them to be very versatile. Uh, for example, I'm not saying a back would play a forward, but it's that sort of thing. So the backs might become a bit better at tackling and then the forwards might become a bit better at passing. So then it also helps all the team out because then the backs can carry the ball further and the forwards can carry it uh, over the gain line, which is really, really interesting and uh, really useful in match scenarios. I, did, I didn't know that. That's brilliant. That's such a good way of thinking because, like you say, it, it provides versatility, so it helps give the, the team the edge. Yeah, for sure. And in the, the New Zealand game, it was absolutely incredible. Their tactics were just phenomenal in that game. I mean, a lot of teams now, or probably all teams, they do video analysis on their, their teams that are going to go and play and find out the weaknesses and points like that. It's all very well knowing the weaknesses, and and but the 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 big issue is actually trying to find out how you're going to um, to overcome that sort of the the play that they play. So, for example, New Zealand are very very good at quick ball and moving the ball quickly and getting up the field. So England, they were on them right from the start. They were aggressive, you know, tackles flying in. Also, Eddie Jones does a lot of scenario training. So each day on training, he focuses on one specific part. So that could be passing, tackling, or uh, line-outs, or uh, scrums, rucks, or anything like that. And that really helps them, especially when you're in a game scenario and you know what to do. So that if you keep drilling the the basics and drilling what you need to do on game days, it comes naturally to them and they know how to perform, they know what to do in pressure situations. And that's another thing, really. Um, Eddie Jones does things which are very detailed, but actually make a huge difference. So when he was um, going to Wales to play at the Millennium Stadium, he was blasting out speakers, um, songs on speakers and sort of um, really getting them into that mood and that environment, quite hostile environment and trying to um, trying to sort of make sure that doesn't affect them on the day. And also using a slippery ball. So in Wales, it rains quite a bit. I don't know if you know, but they're just making sure that it, um, that they knew what to do and they could handle the ball properly when they were playing. So make sure they didn't drop it and concede knock-ons, which uh, could prove quite costly. That's just fascinating, isn't it? I love the way that Eddie Jones increases the team's empathy and strengths by playing people out of position. It's that classic thinking about walking a mile in someone else's shoes. We can all think about how we might use this in our own lives. The next conversation is a difficult one. We try to compare Wolf and Jones. Both greats, there's not really an answer as to who's the greater one. Only opinions. Here's ours. Who would you say is the better leader? I, I know that they're in two different sports and they're two remarkable leaders. Who do you think has created the, the most change in their sport and had the success that they wanted most out of Eddie Jones and Toto Wolff? I think it's very difficult to... Well, on the face of it, you'd say that Toto is the better leader because he's won how many world championships and drivers world championships? 12 together so Eddie Jones has only won the Six Nations a few times but the other thing is it's very difficult to compare them because Toto has to manage a hell of a lot more people 
than Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones probably has to manage about 30 people, including the backroom staff, um, whereas Toto has to do about 700, uh, you know, has to manage 700 people. Yeah, which is an incredible feat. But also, it's quite different how they go about managing them because England, Formula 1, I say Formula 1's a team game. Of course it is. There's, the mechanics play a huge role. But at the end of the day, it's a driver who gets the points and go out there and performs and it's on their neck if they don't. But whereas rugby, if one person falls down, yeah, it's just getting that mentality, especially in rugby, that if one person's struggling, another person can pick up from them and sort of get let them get back on their feet and try to um yeah try to to still win the game and try to get points which is incredibly important and that's where that training in other people's positions come in because there will be empathy for having played in their positions they've actually ran that mile in their shoes if you like so it's easier for the the rugby players to uh pick each other up in jones's England. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, that's really important, yeah. Um but what about you? What do you think? Jones or uh Toto? I've got to say you, you put it immaculately uh in dividing the two the two sports up and putting out there. I think as as a career, Eddie Jones has done tremendously well overall. He he's brought success to the likes of England but also South Africa. He he was an advisor there. Japan, of course, Australia, but I do, I do think that that Toto Wolf's approach has changed the way that that the sport is run, and he has potentially, and he is potentially on his way to ensuring that Lewis Hamilton matches, if not beats, the best ever in Michael Schumacher, and that's only in a matter of years. That the, the consistency that he has. He has brought, considering they had that inter-team rivalry in Rosberg, um, but then Valtteri Bottas came in and the, the boat was rocked a little bit less. But he he's used Bottas to motivate Hamilton to find another level, if you like. Um, and the way that he has kept that machine going and going is is it's almost unheard of. Is is I you could talk about Alex Ferguson with Manchester United but I'm not sure that they won six on the bounce um, and also arguably Mercedes have had seasons where they've not had the best car for example 2017 Ferrari ultimately should have won that but the better team won and you could say the same in 2018 as well. You raise a very good point in 2017 um, Ferrari couldn't organise a, a, a something in a brewery but Mercedes even though they didn't have the right car or oh, the the better car, they they could still pull together and um and and use their their teamwork and what they've learned from previous world championships to actually come out on top, and that was so so important. And it really showed that they're an amazing team. And it's not just that they've got a good car; it's also they've got a brilliant togetherness, um, which they they have every single race, I think, which is really important. Bar probably Germany. 2019 which didn't go to plan really did it it was uh how long was that pit stop a minute and a half i do talk about that race um in my blog post and and talk about how that defines total wolf as a leader you can obviously read more on my my blog on aj on the line uh but the way that they came back from that to go into the hungarian grand prix and take on max verstappen it was something to behold. If you haven't already seen it, 
Go and watch that German Grand Prix unfold from the fly on the walls perspective on Netflix's Drive to Survive series. Finally, we discuss how we might use these leading leaders in Toto and Eddie to help be greater in our own lives. Is there anything that you do differently as a result of watching Toto Wolf or Eddie Jones out of interest? I don't know if you know, but teamwork's very important and group work at university. And some people don't pull their weight. And when I'm in those groups, if they don't pull their weight, I'm the first one to, to call them out and say, pull your weight. You're the Eddie Jones of university then, are you? Exactly, yeah. Bit of Aussie grit. But how about you? What do you think? I, I, I'm probably more of the Toto Wolf kind of leader. I, I mean, I, I sit back and I, I like to listen to all of the different people say their points. They may be conflicting, but that there will be a way in which you can give them an environment to explore where, where their talents lie in and get the best out of them. So that these are two different approaches. And as we've seen uh, through our conversation, Jimmy, both can yield an incredible amount of success. Can I just say thank you again for speaking to me today? No worries, boss. Pleasure. Really nice to speak to you too. The straight talker and the diplomat. Which one are you? Whoever you are, I hope that you enjoyed listening to this as much as I did making it. Thank you once again, Jimmy. You were brilliant as ever, and hopefully we can make some more podcasts together in person soon. As for the rest of you, thank you so much for listening. And if you haven't caught it yet, go back and listen to my conversation on growth mindset with Harrison. It was brilliant. Just a heads up also, this podcast is now available on Apple Podcasts too. So you can go there as well as the website. You've been listening to the 10 out of 10 podcast on ajontheline.com with your host, Adam Williams.